welcome back to Stargirl Podcast. This is season 1.5, episode 2. This is one of your hosts, Angie. And as always, I'm joined by... Lissy. And we have a couple of things to talk about since we last released an episode. We have New York Comic Con had a panel. Um, There were some... There's some news coming out of that panel, wouldn't you say, Lizzie? I mean, it was a combination. There was more than I expected, and it was a lot of general, you're going to see a lot of this character. Everyone's got a really good journey ahead of them. It's like, oh, thank you for letting us know. Like, that was obvious. (laughs) Right. Yeah. um, I, I mean, the panel started, and they were being very cute. Again, I just freaking love this cast so much. They are all adorable. Like, Apparently, Breck is doing nine mile hikes, and Angelica is like going to waterfalls. Yolanda was baking and now is working out. Like, they are just so, they're still just the most precious cast. I just want to give them a hug virtually. I, I love that she went into Yolanda instead of the actress's name because. Oh, what's <laughs> Yvette. Oh, my bad. Yvette. I love Jesus it. Christ. My <laughs> bad. I've never done that on the podcast, I don't think. Like, you know what? She is Yolanda, okay? Right. I was going <laughs> to say, they feel so much like their characters, and then I just see them interact, and they feel so much like a group of friends. They that is do. So, it's so, like, and it makes me excited. It makes me like them even more, but it also makes it harder to separate when I'm looking at That's these kids. true. Especially when the names are so similar, like Yvette and Yolanda, how they kind of like start with the same sound. So in my defense, (laughs) that's probably why my brain did that. My brain does a lot of things during this uh, pandemic year. Um, It's been a weird year. We'll forgive that. Um, I, I, I think one of my favorite things coming out of New York Comic Con was the confirmation that we were going to get more group dynamics um, because that was, I think, sort of one of our favorite things um, in season one, the group dynamics. Mm-hmm. And there, there was a comment about how Stargirl needs her team and her team needs her um, and that it doesn't work without the group. And I was taking notes. Angie would be proud. I t- took oh. notes. Took oh notes. God. Okay. I'm so proud. Season 1.5, starting strong. Oh, yes. We read <laughs> comics. We took notes. Like, Who are we? Right? No one's going to recognize us. Right. It, it's still us. Don't worry. Uh, but yes, I took a note because I was so happy to hear that because, I mean, I know they didn't really have time. There was a lot of plot points to get through. But I would have liked more of the JSA just being friends or just spending time together. Um, mm-hmm. And... We're going to go into more of that because it's going to tie into the other thing we want to talk about. But I don't want to go into that yet. Uh, but I do want like a little bit of different dynamic. Like we've seen Rick more with Beth and we've seen Yolanda more with Courtney. And mm-hmm. I just want to see odd pairings. Like they're not that odd, but can't, I don't know, Courtney and Rick go on like an ice cream date to talk about their love lives or whatever. I don't know, but why not? Oh, how cute, like, at the diner. Ugh. Right? And then it, it to everyone who's seen them, it looks like a date. But they're not on a date with each other. They're there to talk about other people. No, they're bros. Right. For sure. Exactly. 
Uh, I liked that um, Jeff Johns teased that there are going to be a few new characters coming in as well. In addition to like, we know Eclipso is going to be like a big storyline. We know the shade's going to be in there. Um, Jeff also talked about how Grundy is going to have more stories too. So I'm like, okay, like we've built out this world. We're comfortable with these characters. So you're going to keep adding more. That's, I mean, that I think is pretty impressive because we already had, like we talked about this in season one, how they somehow masterfully juggled all of these new characters and getting to know them. And like, it looks like they're set to do that for season two too. Uh, I agree. And then we, we got to remember that they threw us some like really big, big teases in season one. And we're now sitting here and now they're trying to make us forget that there was a green lantern that uh, the pen is still around because that's not something they had really gone into um in any of the panels they've had but Mm -hmm. i mean they're still out there and like i mean i don't know with green lantern i guess it would depend on what exactly is coming in the hbo show Mm. um because I, i would guess it would not be the same character i don't know at this point with so many dc shows and what continuity we all exist if it's the same thing if we can two shows can have the same character i don't know and i don't want to try to make sense of it right now uh Mm -hmm. i suppose at some point someone will explain but i would assume it would be a different character uh but maybe that's just something the green lantern will be something that they will be like okay let's just wait but the pen is right there (laughs) right there the pink right there right between the between the pink pen and hoodie, I'll be happy. Yeah. And Joaquin is right there, too. It's like, there's Joaquin. There's the pen. When do they find each other? You know? Right? Uh, but then I, and part of me is also like, I don't want a fifth member of the JSA till I get more of the four members of the JSA. Mm, like the core four. Let's like keep building out, building that out. Like you said, give them different pairings and so on. Right. Like, I don't want to I don't want a new member in episode two. It's like, mm. no, give me a new member in episode 10 if you want. But, like, mm-hmm. give me more of these kids together. Especially considering the other thing we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Well, before we get into that, um, I remember when we were first reacting to the season finale with Joel McHale as Sylvester oh. Pemberton oh. showing up at the end. So, at New York Comic Con, at the New York Comic Con panel, Jeff said that we're going to start to get an inkling of what his role is going to be at the beginning of season two, which is interesting. It seems like they're just going to go right into like continuing that plot point. Basically, there's going to be no space. It's just boom, more Sylvester. Right. Uh, But I also get the feeling it's going to be one of those things where they give us something at the beginning and then they expect us to forget about it for like four episodes. And you're going to be like, oh, but... There's this person that I now have decided I don't like because I just decided that he he might be coming back for the staff and I just will not accept that. So mm-hmm. even though I have no reason to dislike Starman, I just don't like him, period. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And lest we forget, um, Jeff also pointed out or reminded us that in regards to our big bad Eclipso, 
Uh, in the comics, Eclipso has a history with Wildcat and Dr. Midnight. So that's going to be really fun to dig into for season two as well. Right. I mean, I just, there's so much of the comics they could explore. And that that's sort of both exciting and, oh my God, what are they going to throw at us? Because mm-hmm. we have tried to keep up to keep up with the comics, but there's just no way we can like get close to what the minds behind this have of comic knowledge. So we're just scrambling to try to be like, <laughs> what, what? Um, and but yes, um, if it just, just you don't need much Starman. He looks too much like Courtney's deadbeat dad. And that's part <laughs> of the problem too. Okay, so just like. <laughs> Even though he is not Courtney's deadbeat dad, there's still the deadbeat dad vibe around him. Can't escape mm-hmm. it now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, like, regardless, I think, I really do think Eclipso is what's going to be, like, so interesting in season two. Because, like, as what was brought up in the panel, like, Eclipso is so much darker, like, a much scarier villain than the ISA. He's just so different. So... Um, Lizzie and I are going to continue reading more comics that we have more background knowledge and we can do more speculation as far as what Eclipso's role is going to be more on the show. But for now, let I think we can say that we're excited. We are. Um, I mean, the first season was so good that I think they've earned my excitement for whatever it is that are co- it's coming in season two. Like, if if we come into season two and we don't like something, we'll say it. But for now, they've sort of earned our excitement, even if Starman is coming. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you want to bring up the other thing we're going to talk about? Oh, the other thing. So I, I think it was you, Lizzie, who brought it up to me. You were like, hey, did you know that there's like an hour man Dr. Midnight ship? And I was like, what? You're going to have to direct me to that immediately because there was a tweet (laughs) it all started with a tweet from the star girl account on twitter and it was teasing that and there were already like the things we hadn't seen in this fandom people fighting over the ship and Mm -hmm. the replies and i was like and we had mentioned during season one that it did feel like they could maybe be setting up rick and beth uh as people who have watched a lot of tv know you sort of do some things when you want to tease a possibility even if it ends up not being what you go for um you sort of put two characters together a lot to sort of see how the reaction is then Mm -hmm. there was a tweet and i think it had a picture of beth and rick and said something like he always has her back and there was the hashtag was the ship name and i was like come on this is like (laughs) this is very obvious like uh, so I sent it uh, to Angie, and then I went on a research day. <laughs> and I found comics. So I, I I love that you spent this time to research a ship. Like this is this is your brand, Lizzie. <laughs> I mean, I I don't want. We had mentioned sort of what we were seeing on the screen, but. I don't like to get into uh, uh, comic book fans are notorious for ship arguments and uh, the Arrowverse has had its issues with writing away from ships. Um, and mm-hmm. I I was like, I, I just want to know what's behind this. If I'm going to get into this 
if I'm going to, I already sort of had an opinion. We already said that Mm -hmm. we would sort of like that. I mean, I'm not diehard set on anything right now, but I don't, I wouldn't mind seeing it explored. Um, So with that mentality, I went into the comics and I was like, okay, let's see what's there for Rick and Beth, for Dr. Midnight and Hourman in the comics. And what we Mm -hmm. found was, what did we find, Angie? Well, we found in the Infinity Inc. comics that there is, at minimum, a connection between these two characters, like an actual, emotional, unexplained connection between the two. Because you meet Beth Chapel in the comics. She's at the hospital. She's trying to save Jade, who just got a cyanide touch, basically. Um, and she's an intern for Charles McNider. So there's that connection there. And then there's this scene with Rex Tyler, uh, Charles McNider, and Beth and Rick, who are like having a lunch date together for right? some reason at the hospital. Like- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love and comics. Like- <laughs> Sometimes they're so random. You're like, this is so random, but thank you. And Rick is like, talking about how like he cut a lot of classes in high school because I guess he's like freshly out of high school and Beth kind of says like well you know med school it requires a lot of hard work and good grades and Rex kind of is like oh my son is very smart he has a high IQ he just doesn't have drive right and then isn't there a fire right there's a fire right Rick is like I'm gonna pop these pills and I'm going to save Beth. And then that's how Beth becomes Dr. Midnight because she loses her sight in this right. fire. Right? right? And now and that, that Rick he, has saved her. Right. That he saved her from. Right. So there's that connection. That he saved her from this fire. This fire which causes her to develop this like super seeing abilities despite being blind right 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 and that and that it all starts with dad being like my son is the best you <laughs> would like my son you should like my son wink wink yeah it's like so sad that we're not gonna get something like that on star girl mm-hmm. i mean i i don't i don't actually know this comic books i said we are not gonna get that and who knows uh, what they could do in a comic book show, but we're probably not gonna get anything exactly like that. Um, so we need someone to step in for Rick. It could be Courtney. It's like, what are your intentions towards my boy? <laughs> <laughs> well, I really liked um, in reading the Infinity Inc. comics. They do kind of pair them off for a little bit too, and you see like their costumes which are different because the ones that we see on the show are like the first generation costumes, right? Cause Courtney literally right. stole them. Right. But in the comics, they have like their own version of the Hourman costume and their own version of the Dr. Midnight costume. And I think that's certainly some inspiration to pull. Cause it's very like, I don't know. It's very like eighties chic. Like it's like body suits and bold colors. I'm like, if they draw inspiration from those costumes for whatever their like next makeover montage is I'd be pretty excited me too and I was just thinking um, they don't have a character that you could naturally be like well this character is going to make the costumes 
like Cisco on The Flash. No, um, yeah, that's true. They, they don't. So it's Courtney just gonna like go break another like <laughs> she's gonna go into the school be like let's see what I can make. Uh, <laughs> doing home egg like I don't know, but um, it's super funny. But I would like to see them have new costumes. Uh, I think that's sort of like a rite of passage in superhero shows. You sort of want to see like a different costume, if not every season, every. And you don't want it to be the same costume throughout the like run of the season. And they, we generally do have like one a season for That's most true. superhero shows. So, um, a little bit of that. Like for now, Ben doesn't have the goggles. Uh, I don't know where, where we're gonna go with that. Um, but perhaps that's sort of how the. I I already think. I mean, I don't think any of them has necessarily like a deep. Bond, I think you could probably say that Courtney and Yolanda have the deeper bond mm-hmm. um, in the team. But uh, there have been a lot of times where Rick and Ben have just ended up together and in, in doing things for a long time. So if it does turn out um, that they end up developing some sort of bond, I don't think it will be surprising to anyone. Also, there was already a time jump, and we don't know if there's going to be another one to start season two we're gonna mm. take that into account we mm. did jump we did jump to christmas and they all seem very happy um they all seemed like they were getting along who knows what they could tell us later happen in in those in those that space of time oh but how mad would you be if like we start season two and we don't get to see like a relationship develop like a romantic relationship develop between Beth and Rick is just like, boom, they're a couple now. I want to see that evolution. No, yeah. Don't do that to me. Like, I want to see them look at each other and just, like, look away. And, like, yeah. no, 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 no. Just and don't share do... ice cream. Right. <laughs> and, and have Courtney and Yolanda be like, are you seeing what's going on here? Because I'm seeing it. Are they seeing it? Like, just, you can't deprive me of that. Like, come on. No, we need it. And, like... At least as far as I read in that specific if Infinity Inc. run, it didn't outright go, at least not yet, into like a romantic connection. But Rick does like go see Beth like after this fire because he thinks she needs him. And it's like, you guys basically just met. Like, why do you think that? So I think that's that's helping to set up this like ship i think at least for me i mean i i don't there are a lot of things i don't think you do unless you're setting up something mm-hmm. um and then i mean i i i've seen people argue i saw i i went deep into twitter which is always a bad idea don't <laughs> it is especially them. now right <laughs> um but i mean at least Stargirl twitter isn't that bad yet I went deep into the Stargirl Twitter and I found people being like, just because the official account posted doesn't mean anything. Uh, and it's true, it doesn't mean anything. It was like, it, everyone was like, that's an intern doing whatever they want. But that's just not how it works. Like, no one posts, like, I, I know it's not like the showrunner who has the Twitter account and is tweeting because the showrunner has other things to do. But that doesn't mean the the people managing social media accounts go rogue uh, all yeah. the time. But, I mean, they, there's a, a strategy to social media. So if you see something and they're teasing a couple, it's probably not something um, 
the social media person came up with on their own, just so you all know. Um, whether they end up, it, it, which doesn't mean that it'll end up being quote-unquote endgame or that they will continue to explore it, but I think they're going there. Um, and that, that also clearly, if they're going there with R- R- Rick and Beth, that also clearly eliminates the possibility that they would ever go there with Rick and any of the other girls. That's just weird. Like, mm-hmm. please, if you're going to go there with Rick and Beth, stay there. I don't want to be like, oh, then Rick is going to go there with Yolanda. And then he's going to try with Courtney. Like, please, no. No, no, no. no. This isn't the Friends, okay? What? Like, we are not in the 90s. We're not going to, like, like change couples all the time. We don't need that in this show. Just, like... Let's let one ship happen naturally and just let that be the ship, yeah? Right. And then uh, Courtney has her own, I assume, uh, her own um, romantic issues with um, dude whose dad she... Well, I mean, she didn't kill him. <laughs> kill him. I mean, I mean technically, I mean, she's not the one who killed him. Technically. <laughs> but every time, every time you have to get into technically... Right. Probably not, not gonna go over well with him. Um, yeah. So we're gonna see where Iceman Junior uh, falls. And like, I mean, I don't imagine he's gonna be like, "Yes, I get it. You had to kill my dad." So, <laughs> nope. Probably not gonna be super lenient on the Whitmore Dugan family for that. Right. I doubt. Yeah. So, yeah, and then Yolanda has her own. Like we already saw, she's probably going into some dark spiral. So if Rick and Beth are going to end up being sort of like the fun part of season two because there's a spark there, I think we'll mm. all be pretty happy. Yeah, and like Angelica as an actress is very fun. Like she knows how to like liven up a scene. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm thinking about that um, scene she did with Luke Wilson when they were trying to get into Cindy's house and like that fun back and forth. Like she's got skills so if we see more of that in regards to like them trying to hide um their budding relationship i think that'd be really fun ah i absolutely love that right Um, yes see angie (laughs) giving me ideas this isn't my first ship y'all all right Angie giving me ideas. Yeah, I just, I in general, I think if we see more of them together, it'll be easier because they, their personalities are so opposite. And it's super fun because, I mean, you can tell at the end of the season that Rick sort of cares for these girls. But Rick doesn't really know what caring is like. Like, what does it feel? What are these feelings inside of me? How do I process them? Uh, what are the difference between the feelings? <laughs> like all of these are new things to poor baby Rick. So oh, he's like a he's like an android, like <laughs> trying right. to teach him what feelings are. Right, <laughs> he's learning emotions, and like now I'm just imagining him going to Pat and mean like Pat, I'm feeling these things. What do they mean or something? He's not gonna say it like that, but like mm-hmm. who's he gonna ask for advice on girls? It's either he asks one of the other girls, um, like Courtney, or he asks Pat. And I would die if he asks Pat. I would love both of those things to happen. That is great TV writing right there. <laughs> we, can ha- we can take, we'll take both. We, we'll you take don't need both. to pick. You can, we can have both of them. Um, 
so yeah, this is the first time we've been able to talk possible ships in this um, in this podcast, and we're not even talking about Courtney. I know. Although we did talk about the like how much we would love a Courtney Yolanda ship. That'd be great. Right. Who knows? You know, we can I just mean, send that out into the universe, the DC universe. <laughs> right. I mean, at this point, it would be better than Courtney's other possibility because she sort of killed his dad. So, look, we're yeah. just saying, we're just saying. <laughs> yeah. So it'd be much better. It's kind of uh, hard to, like, get beyond that little road bump, you know? Right. Like, there are certain things you can get over in a relationship, but um, being involved with the death of a parent, um, probably not going to get over that. Right. Yeah. And- Right, and if he does get over it, I'll be like, yeah, I don't trust you. So, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're just saying we we have a possibility, if you want to ship for Courtney, that we would all like. And Yolanda did jump off a building for her. Okay? Remember I mean, this. we are stacking up evidence already, okay? We're starting a Google Doc of evidence <laughs> to support this ship for season two. <laughs> so, yes, I mean, I would absolutely love that, but I would absolutely love Beth and Rick uh, uh, too, because it would have been so easy to take the two white characters in the mm. DSA and put them together mm-hmm. and to make a conscious choice. Comic books are not, because they didn't have to go with something that could have, might have been set up in the comics. We know they don't. Look at Arrow. They could have gone mm-hmm. wherever they thought the chemistry was. Um, and that the possibility that they might be exploring and that they've sort of teased is Rick and Beth. Um, it's kind of refreshing and it sort of ties well with the idea and the entire idea of what the show has tried to give us so far. So I like it. hundred percent. And I'll add that we also just haven't seen as much of them in general compared to Courtney and potentially Yolanda. So if the season does have like their relationship be the fun part, that would like give them that attention that was kind of lacking in the first season. Right. And then it would also, I think it would do a lot for both of their characters. Like they grew at the end of the season, but Beth was still sort of like, she had her best moments, I think, in that episode with Pat where they were trying to break into Cindy's house. And that was super fun. But she didn't have that many moments like that after. Mm-hmm. And then Rick, when he discovered feelings near the end, <laughs> when, yes, had some good moments. But they, they didn't get enough time to sort of be like that. Um, and, and together, I think they, they'd be fun if they're allowed to be more than their worst parts. Yes. Uh, it's going to be good. Season two is going to be good, I feel. Me too. I'm excited. You can't see me, but I'm excited. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about, Lizzie? Uh, no, I think I'm good. We talked New York Comic Con and the info they gave us, which wasn't much. Even though they're already, like, deep into, they were, I think, writing episodes four. Right. Uh, yeah, they said. But they give us much, they didn't. It's just that when we, for us, this is a wealth of information. Remember, <laughs> we did we did zero point five season zero point five with nothing. Like we didn't even have a face. So right now we're feeling like we're we're on top of the world with very little information. 
if we can survive season zero, we can survive anything. And if you listened to our season zero, you can truly listen to anything because we were trying so hard. Uh, in the meantime, to, if you, wait, if you listen to season zero, we just want to take this time to say we love you. Thank you for sticking with us, despite whatever that was. I know. Or just skip it. Um in the meantime, though, you can visit stargirlpodcast.com for all the latest news about the Stargirl show. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Stargirl Podcast as well. Subscribe to Stargirl Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. And while you're on Apple Podcasts, hit us up with some five-star reviews. Yes, please. Don't forget that we're part of the DC TV Podcast Network with podcasts for all the DC shows. And there are so many of them these days. Oh my gosh. And more. Yeah. Every time I look, there's another one. Uh, at DCTVpodcast.com. Follow the network on social media at DCTV Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, you can also subscribe to our mega feed on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. DCTV Podcast also has its own T Public store. So if you're interested in DCTV related merchandise, click on the link in the show notes and get some awesome gear as it helps support the network so we can continue to make these podcasts. If you have any questions or thoughts about Stargirl, about the new possible ship, about <laughs> New York Comic Con, about what you want, about Courtney and Yolanda or not, um, or about how awesome we are, you can email <laughs> us at stargirlpodcast at gmail.com. See you later. Bye.